morning. Test, test, test. Claudia, you want to say something? Yeah. Mic check. One, two, one, two. What you going to do when we come for you? Yeah. Okay. Good morning. This is Marie Merritt. This is the Momentum Fit podcast, and we are on episode 10, or as Kent would say, 010. I'm here with Claudie, and we are going to talk today about a very common question that is brought to us by clients, cardio versus weights. Which one should I be doing? Claudie, what's your opinion? Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Um, that is a great question. It is one of the biggest questions that we get here at the gym. Um, it all comes down to what your goal is for, for training. Um, if your goal is to run a half a marathon, then of course, you know, our fitness is going to uh, tailor more towards cardio. If your goal is to add more muscle mass, then of course our training is going to tailor more, more to like, you know, weights. But if your goal is just general, uh, then of course, you know, we are going to make sure that we cover more than just, you know, weights or um, uh, cardio. You know, we have so many different components of fitness that are very, very important for your physical health and overall, overall health. Um, so when, when you say components of fitness, uh, what, what are the components of fitness? Right. So there are many of them, but the five major components of fitness that we do cover, we have the body composition, we have flexibility, we have muscular strength, muscular endurance, and the, the last one is going to be the cardiorespiratory endurance. Okay. So body composition, let's explain to people what that means because it's not just a number on the scale. Correct. It is not. So body composition refers to the amount of fat, like you know, on, like you know, on your body. Um, when we're talking, for example, uh, males and females, you know, they we should have a different percentage uh, from from each other. So usually females, you know, tend to have a little higher body fat percentage in their body because they're they're needed for their bodies. Yeah, we need it for hormone regulation, Correct. depending upon what stage of life we're in, uh, reproduction. And then there is the essential amount of body fat that all humans need in their bodies for our organs to actually sustain life. So there, it, it's impossible to completely lose all of the fat on your body. Uh, we have to have it. Correct. Versus like in a versus males, you know, you should be a little lower. Uh, so they usually recommend uh, anything below seventy percent for males or below twenty four percent for females. Again, this is just a general recommendation. So everybody is a case by case, you know, study. So not everybody should fall during those numbers, but you know, just to have a different percentage wise of where we should be. Okay, and doing training uh, for body composition for general fitness, right? So our overall goal, whenever somebody comes in to work with us, is to improve their total body composition, and that could mean increasing our lean muscle tissue and then decreasing our body fat percentage to help us fall more into uh, the ranges that um, improve our overall health right correct correct um so it's uh, like we said you know it, it is it is important but you know you should not be overlooked for example like you know when we have so many clients that just look at the number on the scale and they think that should be a very good correlation of what their body fat percentage should be. Well, that it's not because if you're training for ex especially muscular strength and you have more muscle mass in you, we all know that muscle weighs more than fat. 
So if you're looking at the same number on the scale, it should not give you a good indication of where your body fat percentage should be. Because, right. Because, you know, you're adding more muscle to your body. Okay. All right. So body composition, you said was first and then uh -huh. flexibility. So let's talk about flexibility. Um, it's very often and now more people are kind of understanding the term. There's that range of movement. So mm -hmm. range of movement and flexibility is the same thing. Right. So it's very overlooked when it comes to, to, to fitness overall. Uh, not a lot of people do it. We do get a lot of questions as well that say, you know, why are males more uh, less uh, flexible than females? You know, does that have to be anything with uh, overall whenever it comes to our uh, our bodies and how and how we're made? And that I don't, don't think that's through. That's true. Um, all it comes down to is that usually females tend to um, participate in so many different activities that help with their uh, flexibility that males do. So, for example, if you go into a yoga class. How many females do you see versus males? Uh, you can see that or like, you know, different, like, you know, stretching classes. How many females do you see versus males? Or let's say like, you know, you go to a local gym and you see a male as soon as they're done with their workout. What do they do? They just head right for the door versus what do the females do? Well, they go to the corner and they stretch. So with that being said, usually females tend to participate in so many different activities that males do. Yeah, things that improve overall flexibility. Um, and really, I mean, I think from my standpoint as a female, right, like I didn't necessarily learn the benefit of stretching until I was in college. And it was some of the only relief that I could get for the intense amount of training that we mm -hmm. were doing. Like the strain that I was putting on my body, I started feeling very tight. And so then I started stretching and then I was like, oh, hey, the benefits are here and leave, leave the science stuff, right, that we learn out of it. But from firsthand experience, you don't necessarily know what you've been missing until you add it in. Mm -hmm. um, that was very true for me with stretching. Right. So all it comes down to whenever you do have tight muscles, you're asking your body to create the same movement as, as if you don't have tight muscles, but you're not going to get the same power output. So if you look at it this way, if we simplify the movement, if we look at just the bicep curl movement, um, even though during the bicep curl, you have more than the bicep itself in the movement, but again, just for, for simplicity reasons, so let's say the bicep is working. Uh, and if the bicep is tight, you're asking for the same movement, but the bicep is about half the, the length. So imagine if the bicep was at full length, you would be getting double the the power double the work and so so that's 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 the idea you will be getting through full range of motion through the different movements and you'll be getting a lot more work done okay so flexibility equals freedom in movement mm -hmm. and then the other side of that is with the freedom of movement if you can control the range of movement your output, what Claudia is saying is your power output is going to be greater. So if you have access to the range of movement and then you can control it, the benefit that we get on the other side is bigger. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So talking about training goals, general fitness, people come to us most of the time they tell us they want to change something about their bodies. We categorize most of those uh, goals toward general fitness, right? So 90, 
to 95% of the people that most trainers work with are going to fall into that general fitness category. Um, and in that general fitness, let's talk about muscular strength for a minute. Like how do we, how do we create muscular strength for somebody? Why is it important? Well, we have to look at what's muscular strength. Well, it's the power that helps you lift and carry heavier objects when talking just strictly muscular strength. So when we look at programming, we make sure that we have muscular strength, you know, we have hypertrophy and we also have muscular endurance, you know, planned within our programs. So if we look at the sets and reps, anything for muscular strength is going to be from that one to five rep range. Anything for muscular hypertrophy is going to be from 8 to 12 rep range, and anything over 15 would be more, more muscular endurance. Okay, and so for the general population, hy hypertrophy, tell yes. them what that is. It's just uh, getting the muscles bigger. Yeah, muscle growth. Muscle growth. So hypertrophy means growth. <laughs> just. <laughs> I know, there's the, there's the science side, both of us, because... Our science is exercise, right? So exercise physiology, we have a tendency to teach most people like we were taught. And then there's the digestible bites. So we want our muscles to show the work that we're putting in. That's the hypertrophy part. Correct. Again, whenever we're working for muscular strength, you can't be doing a lot of reps at that same heavy weight because it's not possible for you to be doing that and if you continue to do that then your body is going to break down somewhere and you're going to be hurting um, think of it this is how i explain it to like in a part of my class if i was to grab a desk and I throw it across the room right how many times would i be able to do that maybe four or five times but then as i get tired then I'll be twisting my body a little weird because I'll be trying to engage different muscles that were not supposed to be engaged during that movement, but I still need to get that desk to go across the room. So one, those muscles will be hurting because they're not meant to be doing that movement. And two, I will get tired because I'm not meant to be doing heavier weights for that same movement. For, for that long of a for period, that longer of period of time. Right. So that's why we see so many uh, injuries that, you know, come in. We have a lot of uh, physical therapists, you know, refer so many patients to us after they're done, you know, healing them to where, you know, they so many clients participate in different activities to where they ask them to do so many reps at a lot of weight that's going to require them to to get hurt. It's just a matter of time before they do because their muscles and their bodies are not prepared for that movement for that long of a period of time. Okay. So what you're saying is from like a training end, our job is to prepare people's bodies for the demands of additional movement. Absolutely. Okay. So that's where we go for muscular strength to muscular endurance. Okay. So what is muscular endurance? So it's the ability for the muscles to perform contractions for a long period of time. So what I mean by contraction is different movements, repetitions for a long period of time. So for simplicity, we're taking your bicep curl now from that like five to eight to 12 rep range. And now we're asking your body to do bicep curls, let's say 25 times. Correct. But the weight is going to be much, much lighter. Right. So that's where, that's where you have to give. If we're, if we're looking for a change for your body, um, even if we're doing this long reps by number 25, if we say that's the number that we're supposed to get to by number 25, you should reach failure 
if you have not reached failure by the number 25, then you need to one, increase weights. That way you can get something out of that. Because if not, if you don't demand change for your body, then your body is not going to change or add muscles to it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point and topic, right? Like I tell people all the time, our bodies are supremely intelligent. We are creatures of adaptation. So when an external stress is being applied, right, our body is forced to adapt. And what training does for your body is place that external stress our body in turn raises to meet the demand, hopefully. If it doesn't, that's whenever we see injury, but our body will raise to meet the demand. And then on the other side of that increase um, being placed, that demand being placed, there's results, right? So how we get results out of you is by increasing the demand being placed through reps, through weight, through time, Right. And most people think that we're just being mean and torturing you. But there is actual uh, there's an actual reason behind us being so mean. Absolutely. A good analogy that I like to use is uh, let's say you go for a jump in the ocean. Right. So all of a sudden you are so cold because the water is cold. But if you stay there for a little bit, a little bit of time, so 30 seconds in, then you're not as cold anymore because your body adapts to the temperature that is out there. So the same thing when it comes to weights, your body adapts. If you do the same weights seven days a week, you know, for four weeks straight, then your body is not going to demand change. Right. Because you won't, it's already comfortable. It's already doing that weight. But if uh. you, if you move something, if you go a little heavier or you do more reps or you do a little more time under tension, if you play with the intensity that way, then your body will demand change to add more muscle. And adding more muscle is very important to us. Why, people ask? Well, as we do get older, what happens to our body? Uh, I mean, we get less muscles. Correct. So it, it is not a matter of time. Like, you know, the, the aging process is going to happen either way. So it's not a, like a matter of if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. So are you telling me exercise is like a fountain of youth? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that, you know, what I'm trying to get at is how quickly are we going to decline? So our job is to decline not as quickly. Right. Okay. So it just slows it down. It doesn't, it down. doesn't reverse it, Correct. but it slows it down. Um, yeah. From our end on like the movement science, if we think about how well we want to move through life, I know that I talked about it a little bit in the podcast with Kent, but if we want to move through life better, more gracefully, our job as trainers is to help you do that, right? The gym is a tool that we use to help you move through your life better. Absolutely, yes. All right, so we slowed down the aging process utilizing some flexibility, muscular strength, and muscular endurance. And then everybody's fun topic, I don't know why people hate cardio. Some people really love cardio and they don't like weights, but let's just say the majority of the population demonizes cardio training so let's talk about cardiorespiratory endurance and why it's important right so first let's talk about what is cardiorespiratory endurance uh it's the ability for the body to keep different activities like running jogging swimming cycling uh, to keep different forces for the cardio for the heart and the lungs and the blood vessels to work for an extended period of time um, so what that means is your muscles need oxygen to work. 
So let's say, you know, you're going for a run and, you know, you're not just doing a little sprint, you're going for a two mile run, right? So then your muscles are going to continue to need that oxygen in order for them to work. So what pushes oxygen to the muscles? Well, it's the heart working. It gets the oxygen from the lungs, goes to the heart, and the heart pushes it to the, to, to the muscles. So that is what cardiorespiratory endurance is, is for the heart to work and push the oxygenated blood to your working muscles for a long period of time. Okay, so whenever I'm jogging or whenever I would jog and I would start breathing heavier and faster, that's my heart working harder to push the oxygen. Correct, it is. And why is cardio beneficial? you know, to us, you know, why can't we just do weights all the time? Uh, a good analogy that I used this morning, actually, with one of my clients, he was, he was telling me, he's like, you know, I'm, my doctor has me do this test to, to test the thickness of my heart walls. He's like, I don't understand, like, you know, why? Well, it is important to know the thickness because whenever a heart is also a muscle, so it will grow either way if you do strength, strength training. Um, now the heart does not get bigger and bigger and bigger. It stays the same size, but the thickness of the walls will get bigger. So what that means is you're still expecting the heart to pump that much blood to go to your working muscles, but now you have less, less space in the heart for the blood to go through. So this is where we see a lot of, you know, bodybuilders get their heart attacks and they just drop like, you know, on the, on the podium because that's all they're focused on and muscular hypertrophy on muscular, like, you know, getting bigger. So again, the heart is also a muscle. So the thickness of the walls of the heart is, is too big to where there's not enough room for the blood to go through. So the heart is working to try to uh, get the blood to go over there, but there's not enough room That's in there. That's when we see an increase in blood pressure. Mm -hmm. um, whenever the heart can't function at its full capacity. Absolutely. Or as efficiently. Um, and he's, he's not wrong. So we see bodybuilders um, actually have a lot of heart attacks, leaving the steroid use aside. They're only focusing on one aspect of fitness because they're afraid that cardio is going to destroy the amount of muscle that they've worked so hard to put on their bodies. Um, there's a lot of science out now that says that it's not true, right? Like cardio doesn't kill your muscular capacity. Um, you may not be able to be as huge but it's not going to just cannibalize and eat all of those muscles that people work so hard for. Um, so cardiorespiratory fitness, the heart being able to efficiently move blood to right. the muscles. So now that if we go back to the original question, which one is better, cardio versus weights? Well, again, we always have to go back to what your goals are. So some people do tell us, they're like, you know, well, what about burning fat? If we go back to body composition, right? So what's better for burning fat? If we look at a training session, so if we do a cardio training session versus a weight training session, cardio training session, as you're doing that session, you will burn more fat. But as soon as you're done with that session, then you're done burning fat. Strength training session, you will be burning fat, not as much during the cardio session, but as soon as you're done with that strength training session, you will continue to burn fat throughout the day. So if we look at the daily burning, fat burning uh, between the two, you will see a huge difference between uh, weights versus cardio. So with weights, you know, you will burn so much more throughout the day versus... That's also because we're increasing our body's lean mass, right? So our bodies 
caloric expenditure is going to go up. So people talk about calories in and out, right? Um, calories in science are really just a measure of heat, right? That's, that's all they are. And our body needs a certain amount of energy in, in order to spend it, right? And as our lean muscle increases, our body's daily minimum requirement of that energy increases, right? So whenever he's talking about our body's ability to burn fat, the more muscle we have, the more calories or the more heat our body is going to burn just to sustain life, right? So that's actually, it's a really, really important fact to know and understand what what a calorie is. Um, on that, on that uh, body's burning fat throughout the day because of weight. So most people would listen to that and they would say, okay, so then weight training is more important. If I had to pick one to do all of the time, I would figure out a way to lift weights that would also give me some cardiovascular um, benefit right, which is going to start to fall into more of that like higher rep range, or right. we're doing more full body activity. What's your thought process on that, Claudia? Right, I would agree. If I was to choose one that I'll try to combine the training session with some somewhere to where we can get both in. So again, we can't just say one is more important than the other. Yes, if we look at the burn fat, uh, the fat burning in a session, it would be weight, yes, overall. But cardio is also very, very important because, again, we talked about the thickness of the, the heart walls. So they need to be very uh, in proportion to, to our body and then to our body needs okay. for the oxygen. Awesome. Well, thank you for the science this morning. Do you have anything that you want to add to our, to our podcast? Right. So it all comes down to identify what your goals are and then we can always go from there because always we want to look at the overall health of all of our clients they come to us with a certain goal of i want to run this this half marathon awesome we are going to train for that but we also going to make sure that you're not getting hurt as you're doing that right and so. that's where the strength training comes in Correct. for those cardiovascular uh goals so your Correct. running goals you still need strength training no matter what because our muscles are ultimately what move our bodies. Right. Okay. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, we can't do a shout-out to Claudia on here, so thank you, Kent, for listening and the rest of you. And I hope you all have a happy rest of your day.